Hello everyone, this is Lisa Fields, the founder and president of the Jude 3 Project, and I just want to take this time to personally thank all of our monthly supporters. We could not do what we do without giving from people like you. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you're not a monthly supporter and you would like to become one, you can go to jude3project.org and hit the donate tab and sign up. We are grateful for you and we hope you enjoy today's new episode. God bless. Hello, welcome to the Jew 3 Project podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Fields. I'm the founder of the Jew 3 Project. Well, thank you for watching another episode of the Jew 3 Project podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lisa Fields, uh, the founder of the Jew 3 Project. And today our episode is sponsored by Athletes in Action. Athletes in Action is a phenomenal organization. And we have two people here today um, from the Athletes in Action team. Uh, we have uh, Corwin Anthony and Natasha Shorts. Welcome both to both of you. Um, tell our audience just a little bit about yourself. I'll let ladies go first. Natasha, uh, <laughs> let, our, let our audience know a little bit about yourself. Yes. Well, first of all, I am a huge fan of Jew 3 Project. I use it in my ministry, so I'm so excited to be able to be here. Um, like uh, you said, Lisa, my name is Natasha Shorts. I've been on staff with Athletes in Action for about six years now. I got involved with AIA when I was a student at the Otter Brown University, a small school in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I'm originally from the land, Cleveland, and so it's just been a while to be able to not only join staff after seeing how it impacted my life as an athlete, but then continue to be able to do the work um, afterwards. And so I was at the Ohio State for about four years. And then um, I just recently came back from being over in Cape Town, South Africa, leading that team. And now I am at the University of Tennessee. So yeah, I'm excited to be here and I love what I do. So I'm hyped to share with you guys. Thank you, Natasha. Cor Corwin, tell our audience a little bit about, about yourself. Sure, I got involved with Athletes in Action when I played football back at UCLA, back in the late 80s. And <laughs> <laughs> um, staff. My wife and I actually uh, got involved with Athletes in Action back then. My wife, Kim, uh, was the first black gymnast to go to UCLA on scholarship. And um, we both really got really engaged well with our ministry. It changed our lives. And after we got married, we ended up uh, joining staff a few years later. And our first position was serving as chaplain for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, did that for about 10 years. And then I stepped into a role overseeing all of our NFL chaplains that we have on uh, in the league with about 10 teams right now with AIA chaplain couples mm -hmm. that are serving. So we've been on staff for 20 years and uh, it's, it's, you know, changed my life when I was uh, back in college. And I'm also excited to be able to continue to serve and pass on the fruit to others. Mm -hmm. So Awesome. If, if y'all had to explain to, to people, um, who don't know anything about athletes in action, kind of what do you all do? Uh, what? How would you describe uh, what the organization does? Mm -hmm. So I'm laughing just because every time I say I work for athletes in action, people assume I'm an athletic trainer. And at some point I'm just like, <laughs> okay, it's, fine. it's fine, sure, whatever. Um, but I think one of the, we always talk about when, when built sin, like when athletes to Christ and the, um, build them up in their faith and then send them out into the world. And obviously it always doesn't go in that necessarily um, in that order, but that's really like the heart and bread of what we do. Um, but even more than that, we really see the athletes, not just for 
their platform, not just for um, how everyone else sees them as like the glitz and glamour. We see them as human beings and help them really know what does it mean for um, you to, to not only worship God in your sport, but worship God in your life. But it begins kind of in your sport because they're in it 24-7. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Would you add anything to that, Corey? Well, sure. You know, we have a mission to see a Christ follower on every team, in every sport, and in every nation. And so we have staff serving on about 200 plus college campuses, about 67 or so pro teams in the NFL, MLS, NBA, and uh, MLB. And we have staff serving in about 66 countries around the world that are reaching athletes uh, and coaches and the team executives to do what Natasha shared, winning the cries, building to their lives, and then encourage them to use their platform to go out sending them yeah. into communities and to the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others as well. And so we want to just disciple men and women yeah. and encourage them to impact the world, to fulfill the Great Commission mm -hmm. using the platform of sports. And so I'm excited to do this alongside uh, wonderful staff members like Natasha mm -hmm. and others. That's that's awesome. What are what do you think are the unique challenges with reaching athletes um, in in this culture today? Ooh, um, something that comes to mind automatically is just like how much we elevate um, athletes at a young age, and so even just this generation coming up right now, like they are not just the before it was like everyone would play multiple sports so you know and then you kind of focus on one a lot of them are coming through like the aau era and so uh, whether no matter what sport it is and so like they have been like doing press conferences and doing all the things for a really long time and so they're like kind of um just pushed to the limelight in a lot of ways and so yeah you come across like a little bit of arrogance but you also come across a lot of like feeling like unknown like you you they, they are used to putting on a face for everybody because that's everyone wants to see um and so and so not really feeling like they're fully understood or assuming everyone's going to take from them you know and so even even just like um yeah part of our job is just helping them be able to see okay who has god made you and like even for us just to love them for who they are brokenness and all and see that god loves them in that way too but that's a yeah i've seen that a lot of like the the arrogance like i'm the baddest blankety blank you know like who are you like i don't, I don't even need god you know type of thing or even just the the realities of like, okay, I don't know who I am. I've all I've done is play this sport. Um, and then in the, like the, yeah, the identity in your sport so much of like, oh, this is all I've done. This is all I know, like, especially in the black community, like this yeah. is what I've been raised to become. And then when that doesn't pan out, it's like, okay, well, who, I, who am I outside of that? And so trying to come in truth with like, you are a daughter of the king, you are a son of the king if you choose to know him, you know, but. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's great, that's great. That's yeah, yeah, and I, I would add to that, um, uh, especially working with pro athletes, the distractions oh. is that uh, that I found pretty often. I remember um, when we were chaplains in Miami, you know, the players and their wives, they would have to choose whether they're going to come to our couples Bible study hmm. or go on this free trip to the Bahamas that they've been offered over and over again, right? Hmm. So. It's all kinds of choices. The world just comes at them. The world offers them, unfortunately, the wrong kind of people, yeah. target athletes, especially those that are in the limelight. Mm -hmm. And they have to have just an extra measure of discernment and wisdom if they're going to survive. And we've seen and you've read the reports of the hordes of athletes that did not survive 
because yeah. they were they got connected to the wrong crowd, the wrong people, shady businessmen, agents, yeah. financial planners, friends, and even family members that really, really have personal agendas as well. And so, you know, we come along and we try to help them mm -hmm. uh, uh, focus on who they are, as Natasha shared their identity in Christ, but also focus on their calling. Their calling is to know Christ, to honor him, to serve him yeah. in and through their sport and to be good husbands and, and wives and, and daughters and sons and, and impact the community with their, with their life stories. So the distractions were probably the biggest challenges that I, that I faced as a chaplain. That's mm -hmm. good. That, that's helpful to know. Um, what are the questions you all are, are getting? Um, because, you know, here we focus a lot on, we focus, uh, uh, is apologetic. So I know you all get some uh, challenging questions, I'm sure, from athletes. What what are kind of the most question, pressing questions you all are hearing from, from athletes around faith? Yeah, well, I think it definitely depends on even um, the dif different athlete, different ethnicity of the athlete, right? And so um, I just have a big passion, even whether it's at PWIs and I'm helping co-direct a HBCU camp, like, like, so I'm, I'm all about wanting to reach black athletes as much as possible. And so for my black athletes, yeah, the past few years, there's been a lot of questions about like, okay, is God white? Like, is Christianity the white man's religion? Like, um, yeah, just a lot of questions like that. That, that started off at Ohio State. I had some um, track athletes ask me that. And so we dove into the word and, and even just pulled out some maps, you know, talking about just like um, things like that. But even even when I was in Cape Town, um, that was a huge thing of like, okay, well, uh, they were some of the history behind that of like they, their, their grandparents were given the Bible um, instead of giving land when it came to reparations type of, it was a, a to war and stuff. And so some of their family wasn't feeling Jesus, you know? And so they're like, well, isn't that, well, the white man just gave us the Bible. So what is that for us? And so that, that was coming from athletes there. Um, so that was so also ethnicity plays a role into it as well. And then in general, a lot of athletes just been asking about, okay, depression and, um, and uh, suffering, because they've experienced so much suffering, especially in the past. I mean, we all have, right? The pandemic that gone still coming like it's just it's all over the place and so a lot of them have experienced so much loss and pain and hurt on top that's that's just on top of everything else that's going on in the world and so um yeah and even 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 the question of like okay does god care about my sport like why am i going through suffering of being injured or um yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of questions that come with like it's like the bigger um the bigger questions of theology that i've been getting a lot yeah. mm -hmm. That's yeah. helpful to know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of our athletes have bought into kind of that health and wealth um, doctrine that if they perform, perform well or yeah. or um, or have enough faith, then they'll succeed. Right. And to them, yeah. succeeding is getting making the starting, <laughs> becoming a starter or going to the next level or getting that bigger contract or scoring the game winning touchdown or winning the Super Bowl or whatever it is in that sport. And when when difficult things happen or challenges happen or trials come, yeah. there's a question of, OK, why I'm, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. How come this is? I remember one time uh, we had a coach who was just was really struggling with losing. And he was a coach who really uh, had opened the door for ministry and, and, and allowed us to 
uh, to be able to have Bible studies in the facility and and on the road. And, and he was doing all these great things in his mind for the Lord, and yet we weren't winning. And I remember him just looking at me one day, what's going on, Corwin? How do you explain this? And so, <laughs> <laughs> so those are you know, some just perceptions that people have about Christianity, unfortunately, that came out of the church. You know, when, when we when we tell folks, if you just have enough faith, things will go your way. Uh, but I remember another time, I think it was it may have been my first day walking into the into the weight room as a Dolphins chaplain. And I'm in the weight room. My first time there, I'm looking to connect and engage with guys. And there's a player sitting on the weight bench. He sees me. He calls me over. He says, hey, 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 are you a new chap? Are you a new chap? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for. He says, tell me what you think about them, them Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> and I hadn't learned yet that I'm, I really should uh, answer a question, a question by asking a question first. And I didn't do that. And. I gave him my whole spiel, and at the end of all of that, he looked at me and said, I'm a Jehovah Witnesses, and we don't believe none of what you just said. <laughs> oh, no. And so, you know, we had to backtrack and say, okay, you know, I should have said, tell me why you asked, right? You're supposed to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we spent the next year or so really kind of working through the differences in, in, in the teachings of Jehovah Witnesses and Christianity. So you'll get you'll get questions like that. We have Muslims on the team. We have Mormons on the team. And and as chaplains, we're called to love and serve everyone, mm-hmm. uh, but but not deny mm-hmm. our belief that Jesus Christ is the only way to God. We don't mm-hmm. do that at all, but we're called to love and serve everyone and help bring them hopefully into a personal knowledge of Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I think I would even add to like, I think we, a lot of times we think about athletes, we like, yes, they have a, a platform and they're very different, but like, just imagine all the normal things of a normal person, or even I work with college athletes specifically, a normal college athlete, but just times 10. And so the biggest, one of the biggest questions is always about sex, sex and relationships, always a big thing, always like, and it's always a, a big conversation, but it's just been surprising to see how many people have just are so shocked of what scripture says about it, whether it's just like, oh, we're not supposed to be do- like, but my parents told me, or, oh, well, I know that the church is really judgmental, you know, like all these different layers of it. And so it's like, we're consistently trying to, in some ways, like trying to repair um, some things that may, they may have like um, learned in an unhealthy way, or even just their own assumptions of what God thinks about sex and their relationships and stuff. Um, but it's just been wild, like before, the pandemic when we had our some of our camps and we always do like a sex relationship time just seeing like there's, there's always like a great speaker who's like tells their stories very honest and just just really about what the bible says about it but they're but they're really grace and truth but specifically um when i was at the minnesota one just seeing the athletes afterwards but like it's like altar call supposed to be like what 20 minutes ended up being like what an hour of just them wailing before the lord and it wasn't like a like a, a fire and brimstone type of talk it was just real and so it was it was wild to see like they're hurting and they're the ones as corin said they're the ones being targeted like females coming for days for these football players and like and the women are not like on uh, not um, being ignored either you know like they're being used too and like or even just like sexual assault like there's so many things that have happened that happen to our athletes that they have to keep undercover or that they're just more targeted for and so like just seeing them just yeah pour out their hearts at the altars of the lord and just desire freedom. That's just, 
it's heartbreaking, but it's also beautiful. Okay, the Lord is doing something there. And so that's that's something I found recently of like, yeah, sex and relationships is consistently a conversation, consistently having questions about it. Yeah. Yeah, Natasha, I love that you brought up that point um, because there's a move for sexual liberation. Mm-hmm. And what people are selling as liberation is bondage. Um, usually that. leads to bondage. Oh, and yeah. so it is is interesting. I, I think it's a great point that you brought up that these athletes who a- have probably more access to whoever they want than the average person mm-hmm. are know that bondage. And so yeah. I think sometimes people who have not had that access, yeah. the enemy tries to sell them a bill of goods. Like if mm-hmm. you if you have this access, this will give you the sexual freedom you want. And oh yeah, scripture is trying to oppress you, or the church is trying to oppress you. Oh and yeah, what you're saying is these athletes are like, I have this access, mm-hmm. but it didn't lead me to freedom. It actually oh, yeah. led, me, led me to more brokenness. And oh, I yeah. think that's a message that culture needs to know. Like that, this doesn't doesn't give you the freedom it tries to sell you at all. And it's while that same summer and different camp. Same thing. It was it was our main camp that was bigger. It was out and a half that students are wearing. Like these, it's just it's it's not freedom. It's not freedom at all. And it's wild of like seeing athletes truly be redeemed in that. One, just be able to be loved and seen of like, hey, like God still loves you. He just calls you to something else. He calls you to a better life. You know, like or even the idea of like, wait, you can you can actually save yourself. Like there was one time at the Minnesota one, like after after all that, we, we finally had like a little um, panel and one of the guys wrote in and was like, hey, like I'm a virgin, I feel weird about it. And I just affirmed him like, that is a good thing. Praise the Lord. Like that is that is like amazing, but it feels, it's so off in our culture to even, to even do that, especially on, on the man's side of it. And so it's just wild of like, no, we need to continue to talk about these things and have these hard conversations, not only just with athletes, but with everyone, but then affirm them of like, okay, praise the Lord. You made it this far. Like trusting that like what you're doing is worship. It's not about like uh, what everyone else is saying. Like you said, like what's being actually sold is not what you get. Um, but yeah. 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 Lisa, you, you talked about bondage. The bondage is real, especially in this area. I remember one, one afternoon, I was walking through our locker room after practice and all the players had pretty much been dressed and left for the day. And there was one player still sitting in his locker and he was our starting, one of our starting player. He was a team captain. Everyone looked up to him. He was like the life of the party. All the rookies wanted to be like him. And he, he called me over and he said, Hey, Hey, Corn, I gotta, I gotta talk to somebody. He said, I'm scared of myself. Mm-hmm. I, I during the off season, I party like a rock star mm-hmm. and and I'm out of control. And he said, the women, Corwin, the women I'm with, I, I don't even care what they look like anymore. I'm so addicted to sex. Mm-hmm. And he he was he he saw the pit he had dug himself in and he knew he was trapped and in bondage, like you shared, Lisa. Yeah. And, and and at the same time, I'm listening, I'm trying to encourage him and, and, and understand what he's going through. But at the same time, I'm thinking, man, I wish you would just turn to that rookie sitting right next to you in the locker room yeah. and warn him mm-hmm. about the path he's on. Yeah. Because you come in, you come in here every day with a smile on your face. You got all kinds of jokes and nobody knows that you are miserable inside. Yeah. You know, can you help your brothers out and just be real with them, right? So, 
it is it is bondage, uh, Lisa. This this whole sexual re revolution has really killed a lot a lot of people, literally, over the decades, centuries. So, wow. I, I, um, obviously, y'all have firsthand on doing ministry um, in this space. How have you navigated answering the questions? Like, how do you go about answering the questions? Is there any tools you would give people? Because I think, you know, obviously, y'all are saying the struggles of athletes probably are on 10 from, mm -hmm. uh, from the just regular person, but also the tools you use, I think, will help everyone, even if they're not dealing with athletes. So how have you navigated answering hard questions and ministering in this context? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think actually Corin said it best with that example of like asking them first, okay, what do you think? Because um, a lot of times people already kind of know what they're thinking or they, they just need help kind of uh, walking through certain things, especially if they have a church background or whatever, like they have probably know what the right answer is. Um, they just need some affirming in that. And sometimes it's just like, um, just simply uh, listening like listening to them like share like i had a student um a few weeks back um who was sharing with me just about just her struggle um in the lgbtq community she doesn't necessarily identify as that but just that same sex attraction and before and she was trying to say it and i was like look are you another first person to tell me this girl like just normalizing their struggles is has become a, a like a really just open thing for me or, or like it's been i should say it's been more it's been allowed excuse me, it's allowed me to have more open conversation with them of like, okay, what you're, what you're going through is not like crazy, normal, like everything that has happened in the world is ha has happened before in some way or some fashion, you know? And so instead of being shocked, I'm like, oh my gosh, why would you? Like, it's like, okay, this is what's happening. Okay, what does scripture say? How is, what is God calling you? Like asking them the questions, getting them into the word so they can be able to see for themselves what God's calling them. But even, it depends also depends on the relationship. Cause some people it's just like, they need a little bit more of a push of like, sis, you know better than that. Like, you know, you're not supposed to be out here in these streets. Like, you know, like you, it just depends on like who it is, how close the relationship is. Um, and really for those, if you're listening, like you want, you have some athletes you want to connect with, like being there for them, like being, choosing to be different. Like you're not there. It doesn't matter how many autographs they sign or like how many people are around or how many pictures you take. If you never take a picture with them, never put on Instagram, but they know they can call you and not be judged, but also be held accountable. Like that is going to help you be able to have some real conversations. So even when you mess up, even when you don't listen well, even when you do whatever, like it just opens the door for the Holy Spirit to be able to work and move through you. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and Lisa, we we do have a number of resources that have we've either created or we've gone out and sought after, and I'm going to be including the resources I saw on y'all's website here recently. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm loving the apologetics, the podcast. I know a, a number of your people. Chris Broussard, he's on the board of our ministry, and so we'll be using some of that as well. But but Natasha really said it well. Our our chaplains that are serving are really doing life with mm -hmm. the athletes that we work with. We're just, we're, we're there for them. We have a ministry of presence yeah. and we're there in those moments when those athletes have those important questions or when their heart is open. And sometimes those moments are like that. Yeah. And they need someone right there. They can turn to and say, I have an issue. I have a struggle. I have a fear. I have a challenge. I have a hope. I have a dream. What? Can, how can you help me navigate these new waters that I'm entering in? And so 
our chaplains are there to impart life to them, to take them to the scriptures and help them know how to apply God's word to their situations, uh, help them to you know, understand how to gain wisdom and walk in wisdom. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll incorporate all of those things along with the resources that we created in books and seminars and podcasts that we have access to uh, to help uh, provide that kind of discipleship that these athletes need. But it's really all about doing life with the athletes and, it, and loving them uh, for who they are, not for what they do. And it's refreshing. As an athlete myself, I remember years ago, knowing that I'm there for me, not because they want anything from me, but they want to impart life to me and help mm-hmm. me grow. Yeah, that's that's great. And I think one of the things that I think is challenging for many athletes, and I've seen some lament, is that sometimes when they come to church or even this happens with celebrities when they come to church actually searching mm-hmm. for hope and healing mm-hmm. people treat them the same way they will on the street so it's yeah. kind of like they never get the discipleship because they automatically are like brought to the front and that's like, your testimony mm-hmm. yeah like or just you know elevated in a way that they shouldn't be you know they they're just trying to, they're a seeker like most of the people in the pews. Yeah. So they're not trying to be elevated or they're not trying to be, feel like a celebrity at church. Yeah. And so when people, you know, they're like, oh man, such and such is here. Yeah. They want to automatically bring them to the front. And then they're discouraged that the church still isn't a safe space for them to, to find the hope and healing they need. So I love that you said do life with them and not necessarily put them on a pedestal because I think that's the last thing that they need. But that's often what happens when they come to church, especially if they're professional athletes. Oh, yeah. And then even just the reality of like you you, you gave the great side of the athlete, but then everyone else is looking at them and, oh, they shared their testimony. Okay, but then they got caught, you know, drunk driving. They got caught doing X, Y, and Z. Well, they weren't ready to be up there in the first place. Like, but you elevated them just because like, oh, they said they're a Christian. They might not even know what that means. Like we have athletes that have verses tatted all on them, ain't read a lick of scripture, you know, (laughs) like that's just real. That's life. Like don't push someone up there when they're not ready. And so even just like getting to know them and seeing them as people, seeing them as people who are hurting and broken, who are in need of a savior, just like everyone else in the room, like that makes a difference. Um, and that's one of the reasons why for the Athletes in Action exists. Like we're under a bigger organization, Campus Crusade for Christ, but the athletes, like it's one thing to, to go to a bigger crew meeting, but it's another thing to have an athlete meeting. Like we meet, like once a week with our students, they they like hyping over each other. It's like, okay, you good, you're that good. Like, you know, like it's, it's just different for them just to be around other like-minded people first in athletics. And then it's like, okay, like we're all trying to search and see this, you know? And so that's, that's a big deal when you, when they're in churches, when they're in those spaces, don't just like, okay, he, he can for sure give a, a 10 minute presentation or don't, don't assume that like they're farther in their faith just because they say they're a Christian. Like how many times have we been burned by that already? You know, like we need to learn from that and allow them the space to, to grow and to trust the Lord and to learn what that looks like for themselves and how God has called them to use that platform. That's a huge thing of like, we, we want to easily assume Okay, like so, you're an athlete. You're gonna be this great thing. So you need you need hashtag it and all the things you do. Yada, yada. Maybe God calls them to use their platform more in the sense of as Corin was saying of like turning to their um, neighbor, turning to their rookies, turning to their coaches. 
You know, like the stories we have of, of athletes being able to impact their coaches. That's not on any ESPN thing. That's not on Instagram. But like that can be how God wants to use their platform, you know, so allow giving them the space to realize, OK, yes, God has given you these skills and equipped you to worship him in your sports, to give him glory by giving everything you have on and off the field. But also how is God using you to be in your space, to be in your team? Um, so, yeah, don't don't push them forward. Let them be. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you want to add anything to them, that core? No, that that was that was right on. That was spot on. You know, the the, the athletes they just they're so used to the limelight and they, they expect it, but in many cases that's the last thing they need. Mm -hmm. That's it. They need to be in the background. They need to learn. They need to develop um, uh, deeply. You know, in in their own faith. Uh, and we we do. Um, our society really has pushed them to the forefront way too often, way too quickly. And that's been to the detriment of the, the of the reputation of Christ, yeah. you know, unfortunately. So yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I love this conversation. What other things would you like to add that we haven't talked about bef before we close um, that you think will be helpful to our audience about athletes in action, about doing ministry to athletes um, that you you're like, I, I think people need to know this. Mm -hmm. I think it's um, a thankless job in some sense, like in, in the sense of like, it, it's really nice when it's like, oh yeah, like someone recognizes that you've been pouring into these students forever and they write up a newspaper or whatever, or well, newspapers don't even exist anymore, but you know what I'm saying, of like on social media, whatever, like those are great, but that's few and far between. So if you choose to do something like this, to pour into an athlete's life, don't do it with the hope that like, one, they'll fully change as soon as you start meeting with them, you know? Or that like you're gonna be end up being just as big as that. Like, no, it's like it's because you see the need with athletes, you see the realities of the hurts and pains that they go through, and you want to really be able to pour to them and encourage them and love them. Um, and then especially like just thinking, again, I have a big heart for black athletes of like realizing that if you meet with black athletes, if you connect with them at all, continue to ask them those questions of like, okay, so let's say everything doesn't work out. What do you want to be? What do you want to do? What are your hobbies? Like at just simply asking those every once in a while, like getting them to think, okay, I am more than an athlete. I am I made more than just this. Like that would be huge, especially in, the, in our communities. Um, if we continue to encourage specifically black men um, that you can be more than an athlete or you're not just this. Um, so I think that's some of the things um, that come to mind of like, hey, if you're thinking about this, like you really just have to love um, the Lord and have to love these students. Well, I almost say kids. I always say kids. I'm only 28, but they, they're like they, they're little siblings are like kids to me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's helpful. Well, I'm excited about what Natasha and uh, another coworker, Ashley and McCord, are are doing now. And maybe oh, yeah. some more about that. Uh, yeah, so, Natasha, why don't you talk about the HBCU opportunity? Yeah. Okay, y'all, I am so excited for this. So Ashley McCord and myself, she's another staff member and also my best friend. Uh, we've been on staff for about six years now and we both have been had the heart to just reach like black athletes specifically. And she had the, the opportunity to be on a couple HBCUs here and there. But a few years back, uh, I think it was about 2018-ish, like we, I was looking for another team. As I said, I mentioned before, I was considering going to um, South Africa, but we didn't have a team at the time. So I had to figure out another team. And we were had did, 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 done a vision trip at, at Prairie View, and this guy 
that's so hype. And it's like, wait, what if we did like an all HBCU, you know, winter retreat? Because we always have those. What if we do that? And it came down to, wait, what if we take the ultimate training camp, which is our week-long camp that is like famous for AIA, like people love it, people's lives are changed. What if we take that and make it entirely for HBCUs? And so what started off then has taken us a few years to do because she got married, now she's pregnant, I've moved overseas, now I'm back. And we're finally putting it into place just in the nick of time, right? But um, we're creating the Ultimate Training Camp HBCU edition. And so that's gonna be June of next summer. We are so excited for it. Right now we're specifically um, doing what is called the Come Up Crew. So for every Ultimate Training Camp, we call it UTC. Every UTC, there's always interns. And so we want to be able to have interns for this camp as well. But um, we want it to be a little bit different just because, well, one, this is this camp is going to be completely different in every way possible. It's totally HBCU culture. But we really want to make sure that the interns that we have, uh, we pour into them with the word. We pour into them with leadership skills so they are prepared and ready. So I know we all, we, I've noticed a lot of times um, that we can do that. Sometimes in the black church just push people up, whether athlete or not, and say, oh, you must be good. You must be ready. They're not ready. So we want to make sure they are fully ready to lead. And so these athletes that we're going to, that we're, we've been connecting with, they're going to be the ones that are actually going to be leading this camp next June. And so we have five athletes right now who have been faithful, who have been loving Jesus, who have been growing. We meet with them once a month on Zoom and, and continue to help them. But we need 25 more HBCU athletes. So that would be a huge help. If you know of any HBCU athlete who wants to grow in their walk with God, who wants to grow in leadership skills, and wants to grow in connection with other people from other HBCUs, let us know. Like, um, email us. Uh, I, you can go to my Instagram, noted by Natasha, like, or whatever it is. Like, we would love to be able to get them plugged in. And then if you just know HBCU athletes who want to be a part of this camp, we're going to start having registration out pretty soon, but it's going to be June of next summer. And we're just really excited, y'all. Like, y'all don't understand. Like, everybody is. <laughs> Everybody right now is so hyped about, oh, yeah, HBCUs, blah, blah, blah. Nah, we've been wanting to do this, okay? We've been about this. We've been planning. Like, God is just like, okay, this is the time, and we're ready for it. And so if you know of any of that, or if you're just interested in wanting to be able to, to help bring this about, like, there's a, you can give through funding. You can just give through, like, there's other ways you can, you can give up your time, volunteering, all those things. If you're HBCU grad, like, email us. Let us know. We would love to talk with you guys and connect with y'all. And corwin has been a big help of getting everything really rolling um, but we can't wait june 2022 like i'm so that sounds so weird to say y'all but <laughs> june 2022 i cannot wait ultimate training camp hbcu edition let's go awesome i'm excited to hear that we have an hbcu tour so anytime people are i hear about organizations pouring resources into hbcus that excites me so shout out to y'all for doing that and where can they email if there is yes. a student watching because we have HBCU students that listen to us regularly. I don't know if any of them are athletes, but if they are mm -hmm. interested or know an athlete, where, where should they email? Natasha.shorts at athletesinaction.org. I know that's so long, you guys, but <laughs> it's my name, Natasha.shorts with an S at athletesinaction.org. Like, okay. or you can just, you can really even just find us on Instagram, like at athletes in action and DM us because um, we can connect from there. But yes, I, we would love to be able to connect with you guys. Awesome. And uh, Corwin, I know Natasha just shared her uh, social media. Uh, if you have any other handles you want to share, let our audience know how they could get in touch with y'all on social media. Well, I'm I'm old, so <laughs> <laughs> they can just uh, contact Athletes in Action. Um, our, our main office is uh, number. You can find it on our website. Go to athletesinaction.org. 
uh, find the main office number and you can reach my office from that uh, that number there. Mm -hmm. so I don't have Instagram. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's for old people. So that's fine. I'll say mine twice at noted by Natasha. You can hit me up. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's been a joy to have both of you on. I think this has been a rich conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Thank you so much again. Uh, look forward to, to working with you all athletes in the action in the future. And um, this, as I said, this episode has been sponsored by Athletes in Action. Make sure you go check out their social media handles in athletesinaction.org. Um, and also, you make sure you get our um, curriculum through Eyes of Color or take an online course um, or get some merch all at ju3project.org. Remember, you can become a monthly partner or a one-time giver at ju3project.org backslash donate every gift helps equip thank you all for watching another episode of the jude 3 project podcast remember here at the jude 3 project we're helping you know what you believe and why you believe it god bless grace and peace thank you so much for listening to another episode of the jude 3 project podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode you can tune into all our past episodes at www.jude3project.com Dot com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Remember not only to subscribe, but also rate us. That helps us to gauge how we're doing and how you're enjoying the show. And it gives other listeners some ideas about the show as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. Also, remember we have our Bible engagement app in partnership with Back to the Bible to help you get better engaged in the Bible every single day. You take a survey, it assesses your strengths and weaknesses and sends you Bible verses based on those. So it's a great app. You can download the app by searching in your app store or Google Play, searching Jude3 Project, and it'll be right there for you. So thank you again. Remember, if you would like to become a monthly partner or a one-time giver, you can do so on our website or by mail. Just go to Jew3project.com, hit that donate tab, and you'll see the option to mail in a gift or give online. We appreciate you, and I'm so, so thankful for you. God bless, and remember, here at the Jew3 Project, we're helping you to know what you believe and why you believe it.